we learn so much from the ocean. Dude, it's just been fun to go and watch in person. That's possible. Wait four to six more years and you'll see the games. I lose track of time anymore. I just do. There are trailers out. It got me excited for the game. It's like the worst of humanity that we shouldn't be, which pisses off your mentor, by the way. Ah, yes. Well, you know, here we go. We've got some crazy disease that's going to spread to all of us and we're all going to die. And which was another thing that was kind of weird. That was your first thought. The future thinkers. If it weren't for us, this world would suck. Yeah, totally. Then it got super dramatic. Don't phase me. There can be only one, Captain. People wouldn't need to have jobs. It can store essentially whatever you need. We are such nerds. Here starts the show. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brain Show. It's Friday! Happy Superhero Friday. It's time to relax, unwind, and get ready for the weekend. We're here to put a smile on your face, better your day, and, you know, nerd out on a few fun things. We'll rock some non-spoilery reviews on Terminator Dark Fate and Zombieland Double Tap. And for you gamers, have you seen the Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 trailers? We'll talk about that. And we've got three really fun questions for you. Let's rock it! Wow. Another Friday. Oh. It's exciting. Hello, Captain Influence. I'm Nero. Hello. Hello, TRB. I'm also Nero. We just have too many Neros and, around here. I know, and I'm so excited. I'm, I'm just so excited. Why are you so excited? Just about stuff. Everything. Just, everything's just wonderful right now. So That's so great. Yeah. Isn't it great to just love life and nerd out on everything and just be excited all the time? Yes. Well, at least that's uh, if, the attempt. If, if it were all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. I was we just, know we can't do it all the time, but yeah. No, I know. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day and said something about, you know, they were asking me, like, how are you? And I said, oh, you know, I'm great. Things are going well. And I think they were kind of surprised. I mean, granted, you know, the first half of 2019 was very tough for us. And thankfully, the second half has been much better. But, yeah. um, you know, you're just like, I'm great. And they just kind of go, oh, you know, what's funny, though is that we were at one of the basketball games and they always usually have students come up and they'll do some kind of a contest against, you know, the team fr- from some of the people on the team and everything. And usually they're like, how are you today? And people are like, I'm great. Or, yeah. And this girl comes up. She's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you do not look excited to be here. And then they were asking My her My boyfriend something. dragged me to the game. Yeah, probably. And then they yeah. were saying something. You ready to play? She's like, I, 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 okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> go sit down. What a bad poor attitude. Uh, oh, poor girl. She was put on the spot. I can relate. Yeah, but everybody's put on the spot, and they're excited to at least be picked. I would love to be picked, but I don't get to be because I'm not a student. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, well. Let us be an encouragement to that poor girl and say, cheer up. Put your chin up. Smile. Have a better day and choose a great attitude and say, I'm having a great day. Oh, and by the way, <gasps> it's still sci-fi November. Sir, are you classified as human? Uh, negative. I am a meat popsicle. And you know, you could be a meat popsicle, <laughs> but instead you are a CSU student. Life is good. Best random movie line in the history <laughs> of cinema. You're not kidding. Our friend, Sith Master Jay, 
celebrated his birthday last weekend. We got to celebrate with him. His desire was to play some magic because that's what he's really into. Thanks to him, actually, I built a beautiful deck with actual real cards, not not the arena online version. Really? And it was so great. And I got to play it against him and another friend. And oh, did you win, Brian? It's just one of those decks that's so amazingly unfair that people just get pissed off. It was oh. wonderful. It was a wonderful is moment. It, is it a life tap deck? It's life. What? Basically, the damage that you deal is based on however many gates that you control. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are just multipliers, essentially, in that deck. Too much thought goes into it. I don't want to play it. See, that's what I like about it, is the more complicated <laughs> it is, the better, because most games I can master like in a couple rounds, and then I'm just kind of bored, because they're okay. so simple. Not all games. There are some games that, you know, Good when you get you. into like high-end strategy games, you know, like Axis and Allies, or some of those real-time strategy games that you can play online, that's when I kind of go... Um, yeah, I just don't think like this, regardless of how complicated it is. My brain doesn't work that way. So I just, I get run over and then it's just not. Fun. All right. I like complication. I just not a big strategy person. Got it. There yeah. are trailers out for the new Diablo four and the new overwatch two, which who knows when the heck they're actually going to come out. There's skeptics saying, well, wait four to six more years and you'll see the games. But yeah, I don't think it'll be that long, but then again, who knows? Nah. I give it two years. 2021 is when I expect to see them. Okay. Yeah, that's probably about the soonest we'd see them. Okay, so Diablo 4, Overwatch 2. We both play and have played Diablo 2 and 3 and the original Overwatch and stuff like that, as as everybody knows. Currently. Still currently playing those on and off. So what do you think? Let's, Let's start with Diablo 4. What do you think of the trailer so far? So the cinematic trailer for the Diablo 4 was really well done. It got me excited for the game. And then the gameplay trailer was interestingly so much like Diablo 2. Yeah. Looks like a hybrid between 3 and 2. So I'm optimistic about Diablo 4. Those are my impressions. Yeah, the trailer was interesting. I agree with the gameplay. The gameplay looks kind of like a Diablo 2, but it looks better. The thing is, though, is that if it really truly takes them two or more years to release this game, then what looks really good right now is not going to look good in two years. So maybe. Well, it's going to I mean, we know it's going to be. I mean, I hate to say this, but they're improving graphics constantly. And Mm -hmm. in two years, those graphics are going to be looking somewhat obsolete unless they fine tune them a little bit. Yeah, that's possible. One thing I saw, which I'm excited about, is they're bringing back the Druid character, which was my favorite in Diablo 2. Ah, yes. Well, so that's there cool. you go. That's cool. Like I said, just the atmosphere of it really reminded me of Diablo 2, and, and which, yeah. I, which is the one I played the least, ironically, because most people who are fans of the franchise have played 2 the most of, of all three games. Yeah, so, for sure. Me, me included. Yeah. Well, the one thing I don't know, there, there were hints at this, is that there's a longer and better storyline in Diablo. Well, Diablo 3's story wasn't bad, actually. I, I enjoyed it. but uh, Not bad. There's supposed to be a longer and better storyline in Diablo 4. That's what I was getting hints at. We'll see if yep. that actually materializes, but that's uh, that's my hope. But it's time. I mean, shoot, Diablo 3 came out, what, 2012? I mean, Is it really that long ago? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was like 16 or 15. Oh, no, dude. We were still living in our house when that came oh, out. Oh, weird. Yeah, so I, that was I, at I, least I'm telling you, dude, I lose track of time anymore. I just do. Yeah. Well, it might have <laughs> been before that. I don't know, but it definitely wasn't much later. So, okay. Weird. Overwatch 2. Yeah. So, okay. So, my impressions on that one are not quite as good. 
as far as what I could see, it looked like a lot more of the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they've added some character customization, you know, skill customizations and a couple new characters, or at least one new character. They've changed up the skins on the existing characters a little bit. They've added a couple, three more gameplay styles, but otherwise it looks an awful lot like Overwatch 1. So mm-hmm. imagine uh, our Wednesday night gaming crew will probably end up playing Overwatch 2 for the next, oh, when it comes out, the next three years after that. So yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. That's all right. That's so a fun game. just a little fact check here. Diablo 3 came out May 15th of 2012. Oh, wow. And God dang. I know. Uh, Overwatch came out in May of 2016. Okay. So that would make sense as to like, haven't we played the Halloween thing four times? And the answer is yes, this is yes, the fourth year. Have. So there you go. So yeah, my impressions of overwatch two is that they're saying that there are new co-op campaigns that you can play, which I'm excited about, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. Overwatch's version of co-op story could be like, Hey, you can play one level and then you just play it over and over and over and over, which that would be, that would just suck. Or it's like, Hey, there's an actual full on co-op storyline that it gives you hours and hours of game time. That would be amazing. I would buy it in an instant. If it had that, some of the new characters look interesting, but you're right. They're slightly improved. The skins are slightly different. Most of the same maps. It's going to be a lot of the same stuff. There were a few things though, that looked really interesting to me. And that was story. And then also it looks like you can combine your powers with other people. Brigitte uh, and Reinhardt, you know, they both have their right. shields. They can combine their shields to create something more powerful. Okay. I think that's cool. That that's the way it should be. It's more actual cooperative play, right? It looks like an improved version of overwatch one. That's about it. It yes, doesn't look like it's exactly. that much different. It just looks like it'll be a little better. Yeah. And that's fine. That's okay. So I mentioned college basketball started and dude, it's just been fun to go and watch in person. I like that the women's team this year for CSU is looking absolutely amazing. Yeah. That, yeah oh, I love that sound. So cool. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited. It's been fun. It's been good to go to those. And it's so funny, you know, you go to a basketball game and then you go watch Terminator dark fate. And then, you know, you do I just like, I like the variety, man. It's great. I love it. <laughs> what a night. So exciting. We have three questions here that just for fun, some fun questions, but really would love to hear your thoughts as well. We're going to share ours. Of course, But yeah, I mean, send in your thoughts because for me, it's not about me sharing my thoughts as much as it is hearing what everybody else has to say. I think that's the exciting part. So the first question, this was harder for me. The second two questions are actually a lot of fun, but what reality show would you most like to see made captain? Okay. My answer is hands down and I hope I'm alive to see it. Although I don't know if I will be an actual mission to Mars. Uh, They are so many science fiction authors who have written about, you know, missions to Mars have automatically incorporated that kind of plot line into their novels where it's just a given that in our current society, in our predilection towards reality television and how ubiquitous it is that they're going to have cameras all over the ship that goes there. They're going to have cameras set up you know, uh, all over the ground when they get there, et cetera. And they're going to let us all partake in that mission. So if we ever get ourselves to Mars, if we ever figure out the radiation problem and get ourselves there, 
then I'm 99% sure they're going to have that reality show. And that's what I'm hoping for. I just hope that it happens within my lifespan. Yeah. That would be amazing to watch just to see everything that goes into it from, from, you know, yeah. the, even the training, like oh, yeah. starting yeah, off with, that's, yeah, it would just be so neat. You know, and they, they start it. Let's say that, okay, we're actually going on a mission to Mars. We're in the middle of training. Here starts the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to know the astronauts that are going, you get to see their training, you get to see what goes into it. Then you get to see them actually, you know, on their flight to, oh my gosh, flight to and how they interact. Yeah. All the, all the drama, <laughs> yeah. except, except it'll probably uh, almost certainly not be scripted. They'll probably, any drama you see will be actual drama. So, and hopefully it isn't too much because they need yeah. to all get along. Well, I know. And a lot of those reality shows, which is one of the reasons I actually don't watch that many reality TV shows is that the drama is way over the top. That's all they focus on just because it gets a rise out of viewers. And it's just like, yeah, Yeah, that's what people want to say. Yeah. Some people. I would definitely say exploration of the ocean and primarily underwater kind of stuff. So, you know, they've always done these documentaries on like finding Titanic back when that, that was Bob Ballard when he did that. They've, they've showed all kinds of cool things. And then, of course, they've had those TV shows they used to do, like Sequest. And I don't know. Then they had like Hunt for Red October. They did a lot of stuff, TV shows and movies back in the day where they would do underwater stuff. And then you just don't see that anymore. It's almost like we've right. we've gotten bored yeah. of underwater. We've gotten bored of space. Let's just talk about zombies and apocalypse crap now. And it's just like we're fascinated in the death of the human race and like the, the heinousness <laughs> of what it would be like if we survived in a post-apocalyptic future more than we are space and underwater. What's wrong I, you know, with us? I, to be honest, I just don't think that anybody's doing as much underwater exploration right now, except in the natural resources. Yeah. Exploitation. Type Which is of thing, it's so. sad because there's so many cool things underwater that we don't understand. Oh, yeah. And one of the things, in fact, this is when Sequest came out back in the nineties. They had Bob Ballard. I mentioned this, I think when I was talking about Sequest, they had Bob Ballard on the end of every episode talking about real life oceanographic marine biology kind of stuff. You know, here's what really happens. Like there was your fantasy. Now here's the truth. And I loved it. And I went back and rewatched season. Well, not all of it, but some of season one this summer. And it was so cool to hear what he had to say. And one of the things he was talking about is that we learn so much from the ocean and they were talking about how shoot, I don't know. It was some like pretty small percentage of the ocean had actually even been explored at all. Right. And they were talking about the more they learned underwater, the more they were able to create really cool technology and other things like that. Same with space. Like a lot of our mm-hmm. technology comes from being up in space and being down underwater. Why wouldn't we want to go and explore more of the ocean and, you know, look at the trenches, for example, find a way to get down to the Mariana trench and see what's down there. See what creatures are down there. See what, I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Second question here, by the way, we, we do want to hear your answer. Like what kind of a reality TV show would you like to see made? I mentioned I don't I don't watch that many of them and I really I think I watch Shark Tank and The Prophet and that's it because otherwise it's just like most of them are just too dramatic too like oh come on too too clearly staged yeah scripted scripted I should say there was a I, I think it was called Gold Rush it was a long time ago but it was a show that came out and it was about people that would go up into Alaska and basically dig for gold essentially and it was yeah. fascinating because they were talking about you know what it would take for them to dig and you know, the kind of machines they use and everything. I liked that part. Then it got super dramatic, super. Everybody's fighting. I'm just like, Oh, and I lost interest and I just like, forget (laughs) it. So I don't really watch reality TV anymore because it's just too, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like the worst of humanity that we shouldn't be. 
and it's not an example. So I, I don't yeah. like them. But then you've got some reality TV shows, like I mentioned, Shark Tank and The Prophet, that actually are cool and they're trying to do great things for people. I appreciate that. That's why I would love your idea of mission to Mars and exploration of the ocean and stuff like that, because it's, it's different. It's hopeful. It's positive, yeah. but it's history in the making. Exactly. So let us know your ideal reality TV show that you'd like to see made. And it's okay. If you like the dramatic and the negative, it's okay. Send us your thoughts. It's okay. anyway. Yeah. And if you can come up with any really funny ones, we'll talk about them next episode. Now that would be cool. Actually, Matt mm. Foley, the the reality TV show about Matt Foley and his life as a motivational speaker living in a van down by the river. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Second Do question it. here. What fantasy or sci-fi weapon weapon, by the way, here, I know, I know for you nonviolent people, we're going there. What fantasy Briefly. or sci-fi weapon would you want to own and why? Captain. The glaive from Kroll. <laughs> Why? Because it's really fun to say. I just like the glaive from Kroll. I mean, if, uh, anyone who remembers the 1980s flick Kroll with the character Corwin, how he pulled the glaive from the lava, from the magma. And it's just this five-pointed star thing that has blades on it that you throw it and it's kind of like a boomerang. It comes back to you and it cuts through everything. And yeah. That's my choice. Well, that is awesome. I've never seen Kroll, so I have absolutely no idea what it is you're talking about. So I am looking it up right now and I'm seeing this. Yeah, it's like a Chinese star looking boomerang with it's like a, it's a five star boomerang with blades on the end of each each arm. So what made it so special? It was just unique. And like I said, it's fun to say the glaive. <laughs> the from glaive. Kroll. Alrighty then. And, and, and that movie had a, it is kind of a cult classic and it had a really cool, the bad guy, this dark Lord, whatever he was, his castle would like move every day. It would disappear and then reappear somewhere else in the world every day or every few days or something like that. And so tracking it down was kind of difficult. And hmm. I just thought that was such a cool concept. I don't yeah. Know. That is interesting. It's a decent movie actually. I'm sure it's dated, but it's still stories yeah. are not dated regardless of the graphics. So I would, I will watch that if I can find it. Do it. Yes. Okay. Well, I actually have three weapons here because it's me. I have wait. I, I can't pick one. Come on. All right. The first one. Yes, it's cliche, but back before it was a popular pop icon, even I always wanted a lightsaber, you know, back when episodes four, five, and six came out and it was, you know, long before one, two, and three and Disney took over. I mean, come on. I wanted, I wanted a real lightsaber. Always you and every you and every other kid in the 80s wanted a lightsaber. Oh, and the late 70s, too. So probably, although, you know, nobody ever really <laughs> talked about it back then. Nobody ever talked about it. Even when I was in high school, it's just I was like, you know, I want one. It'd be so cool. And everyone's yeah. else is like, yeah, you know, whatever. Everybody now wants a lightsaber. So now it's cliche. But let's be honest. Here's what I would do, though. Two lightsabers that can connect and create a saber staff. Ooh, got to be able to do that. So you can do the saber staff or the two lightsabers or you can use one. It doesn't matter, but you got to be able to do it. And here's the thing. Everybody's always like, well, you know what? What's your kyber crystal color? Mine's green, man. Mine's blue. Mine's red, bro. Dude, mine's purple. I'm going for multicolor. The special crystal that I would get <laughs> could do whatever color you want. And that was one of the things about Star Wars, the old Republic, the video game is you could create custom lightsaber crystals in that game. Oh, so I forgot my Sith that I created actually that character is a light side Sith, which pisses off your mentor, by the way, it's really fun. <laughs> so the saber in that crystal is black with a red outline. 
That's really oh. cool. And then a, my, let's see, it was a Jedi or yeah, I think it was the Jedi that I had. The Jedi had a, I'm trying to think here. It was yellow. It was either yellow with the blue outline or blue with the yellow outline. I can't remember, but just, you know, there's all kinds of cool little custom things you could do with that. And I thought that was neat. It's not just Aww. a mono color. You can actually have some fun with it. And everybody, but, Brian wants a rainbow crystal. Isn't that cute? Um, no, this is not like a unicorn crystal. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was. My emotional I get what state. you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Stop. So, Mon Mothma. Yeah, Mon Mothma. The hilt, of course, would have to be handcrafted in a forge by a Jedi master. That It has to be a custom hilt. I don't know what it would look like quite yet, but it's not going to be just some, you know, metal tube looking thing. It's got to be cool. In fact, one of the coolest custom hilts that I saw from <laughs> one of the, like, actual... These are, this is real, by the way, real Jedi. What, what they make custom hilts and then they put on like a dueling lightsaber blade. We've talked about this before, but it was this really cool looking silver. It was kind of sleek. It had other designs on it and I can't remember the hilt was really unique and stuff, but it had elvish writing from Lord of the Rings wrapped around the hilt too. Wow. It was so it's cool. Like it's like a Hitori Hanzo uh, lightsaber hilt. Maybe. I mean, again, I don't know. It was better than that, but it was so cool. And I think it was either Saber Forge or Vader's Vault. These are companies that create custom sabers for people and they sell them. I think that was like, you know, 1400 bucks or something crazy like that. But still, you know, got to have a custom hilt. That would be neat. All right. Also, I've always wanted a phaser, Star Trek phaser. You know, you could stun people. You don't have to vaporize everybody that you come across. But sometimes, you know, you just need to stun someone to, you know, knock them you know, knock, knock them back yeah. a little bit have them come to their and, senses. You know what I mean? And t- tasers don't cover it. I no. mean, I'd, I'd rather hear, I'd rather have a YouTube video go viral where a guy's saying, don't phase me, bro. Instead of don't tase me. I'm come with on, you, man. All- yeah. And you shoot them. It's like, you know, and there's just like, they go flying back. <laughs> Did you like the sound effect right there? That was my mouth. <laughs> that was really good. Do it again. <laughs> they go flying back. And, but they're, yeah, they're, they're not dead. You know, they're just knocked out. And then, you know, you get the cops. It's, it's and then the lawyers and the lawyers swarm. Yes, the swarm. And I'd be like, that. I didn't hurt you. Although in Colorado, we have the make my day law. So if you vaporize them, as long as they step within your household, then there's no evidence. There's no DNA. Nothing. Oh, That's so morbid. Let's move on. Um, the Katana <laughs> from the Highlander. Dude. Uh, yeah. I've always loved that sword. And oh my. First of all, I just think it'd be amazing to have a truly. Like real Katana that was created by a Japanese sword master who <laughs> I'm talking about somebody who can make a sword that can withstand, you know, broadsword steel and all kinds of other things, you know, really, really amazing one. But that hilt that he had, you know, where it was the dragon head and it was like the, the tail was wrapped around the, Oh man. So cool. Yeah. Made out of ivory. Who wants to live forever, Brian? I mm, mean, I don't know. Yeah. There can be only one captain. That's right. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Those are my ideas. Tell us your weapon, fantasy sci-fi weapons you would want to own and why. Notice I like, oh, by the way, can I go back to the phaser thing? How I say I like the idea of stunning people and not killing them. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could actually tune your lightsaber to stun rather than chop in half? Very. Wouldn't that be neat? Totally neat. That'd be, I mean, wouldn't that, that'd be like a huge paradigm shift in society where people would just walk around with their own custom lightsabers that stun. That way, if wait, what am I talking about? Never mind. Never I, mind. I didn't say that anyone else gets to use a lightsaber. This is just for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Nobody else gets uh, one. They can't handle okay. it. I'm sorry. 
All right. Which gadget, sci-fi fantasy kind of gadget, would you want to own and why? Mr. Influence? Well, my immediate answer is a holodeck. Oh, and I, yeah. do, I do consider that a gadget. And boy, would I love my own holodeck, as would every single other human being on this planet. Oh, yeah. That's a given. Yes. Yeah. Holodeck. Okay. For all sorts of reasons that I won't go into. Dude, holodeck would be so amazing. I mean, really, and, and not to mention you can connect with other people. So it's like, hey, online gaming, yeah. that's Holodeck now. Totally. Dude, that'd Everything. be so cool. Everything. Oh, man. I also love the idea of Holodeck. I love the idea of replicators. I mean, how cool would it be to replicate things yes. or like food synthesizers? I mean, just so cool. I mean, what a, wow. What a, I mean, granted, Star Trek, Star Trek. Yeah, you hear about them talking about, well, the food's not the same. It doesn't taste as good as making a real whatever steak or eggs or something or whatever. But same thing is it's like, it's still really neat though. The idea behind it and they could master like synthesizing raw materials to still create something that tastes as good. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it would put people out of a job, which would probably be scary, but it might help feed the world too. So put people out of jobs. But then if you had, if you could synthesize everything you need, people wouldn't need to have jobs. That's what the idea of star Trek was, is that people weren't right. driven by money anymore. The economy was different. They, they had everything they, they needed. Need and so they could work <laughs> to better the, you know, society the species cool. yeah i like yeah. that oh gene roddenberry i love him um uh, another see. thing that would be cool is stark's nanotech so having your own nano iron man suit or spider-man suit you know kind of thing it's just the nanotech would just be I, so cool as long as it doesn't take you over and try to rewrite your brain and turn you into a killing machine that would be bad that's but a good one we're going for cool things um this is one that i have to definitely credit johnny pistol shot because he made this idea up and a long time ago, by the way, he told me about it back in college. And, you know, I, of course, took it and tweaked it with my own specs and everything else. But it's what he called a palm store. So essentially, it's this device that fits in into your palm. Essentially, it's like attached to your I mean, you can unattach it, but you would attach it to your palm somehow. It's not like a permanent device, but, you know, it fits in the palm of your hand. I think he had limitations on it. I like to think a little bigger. It's kind of weird like that. And granted, he probably more it was realistic. Like it can only store so many things or else it's just too powerful. I get it. I like the all powerful thing. So it can store essentially whatever you need in the palm of your hand. So, you know, you, I don't know, you're walking around your car, you get yeah. out of your car stores in your palm store. Oh, it'd be don't so need, cool. Don't need to pay for parking in New York anymore, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Or like, you know, you've got your phaser or your lightsaber in there so that you can go through security. Boy, that sounded bad coming out. Not now that I actually <laughs> <laughs> just heard what I said. That sounded really bad. But that's you not... could bring a weapon onto an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Oh, OK. But I mean, it's just really cool. The, the things you could store in there. It's almost like Hermione's bag in uh, I think it yeah. was. Was that the last book slash movie? Death of Hallows, I think, where she keeps reaching in and keeps pulling stuff. I don't remember which one it was, but it's like, you know, you're enchanting your bag with unlimited holding, essentially. But it's that it's that same thing. But it's just a cool (laughs) idea that imagine what you could store. Imagine what you could take with you. How cool would that be? Imagine who you could kidnap. Well, I yeah, that might be my limitation is that your palm store can't (laughs) store humans or living things because I think that might be. Inanimate objects up to and including two tons. How about that? Maybe. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess you could so you can do, store your F. You can store your F 350 pickup in your car. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, you know, I guess you could store living things as long as it didn't have a consciousness. Because that would be hard to do. But if you could store like a plant. I don't know. Well, yeah, but that's, that's a good point. This is where we could get you uh, know, really into it and just have a lot of fun. But one way or the yeah. other, cool ideas. Brian, I just want to say we are such nerds. Dude, we are imaginative and we are the music makers, the future thinkers. If it weren't for us, this world would suck. Right? At least in our own minds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's Let's your turn. Move on. It's your turn. Send us your idea for a sci-fi fantasy gadget as well. I mean, really, like to me, it's fun to talk about, but it's really fun to hear what other people have to say. So I'd love it your is, ideas. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into our brief non-spoilery re- movie reviews here in just a second. But I wanted to briefly talk about a couple of TV show fun things. So sci-fi November, I mentioned that I was going to go back and watch space above and beyond, which was from the nineties. And it is kind of funny to watch stuff from the nineties these days. You know, you look at the style and the, just the campiness and all that, but man, I forgot how great that show was. How many seasons was that? It's just one. Oh yeah. 24 episodes maybe. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, it's got good story behind it and I never watched it. It's worth it, man. If for someone who likes sci-fi, it's worth it. Get past the nineties okay. campiness and enjoy it. I'm just curious. Does anyone even watch Superstore, or am I the only one? Cause it's just such a fun, fun show to just turn your brain off. <laughs> I feel like you mentioned that show many, many, many episodes ago and I've completely forgotten about it since then. I don't even know, know. what it is. I'm just curious to know if anyone watches it because it's a mockery on basically a Walmart type store, but it's, you know, it's entertainment. It's how is that sci-fi November, Brian? It's not. I'm just asking if anybody okay. watches it. I'm curious. All right. Okay. It doesn't have to be sci-fi November because like, I just forgot that the rookie <laughs> season two was airing and got to watch that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's true. All right. But, but give me a sci-fi show that you're watching. Uh, only one. And it's uh, the second season of Mars on Netflix. I watched the first season last year when it came out and I really liked it. It's, it's actually done pretty well. It's similar to, uh, how you described Sequest, where they had the expert at the end of the episode going mm. over reality versus the sci, you know, the sci-fi aspect. Well, in Mars, just like in season one, they have seg- segments of each episode where you you have the fiction part, and then it goes to experts in the field, like even oh, nice. uh, Elon Elon Musk and people who are an author in sci-fi authors and experts on various you know, sciences and whatnot, explaining what's going on in our current time to get us to Mars, et cetera. So it's, it's, I, I just, it's a nice mix of, of fiction and nonfiction in each episode. So. I do want to watch that. It's really good. It's actually pretty decent. Yeah. And it's, and it's well-written and, and the drama's good and yeah. Good. I will be on Expanse season three by next week. So I'll be talking about that a little bit. And you know, what's so funny. We were talking about Battlestar Galactica, you know, the reboot. Mm -hmm. My dad had never seen it. So he's been watching it. Oh, really? It was funny because, you know, I have seasons one through four, but I was, I was going back to start. Was it 30, 33 minutes or something? Wasn't that the first episode? The very no, first episode. That's like the second episode. The first episode was the mini series. It's like that well, long two parter. No, see, that's the thing. So the first episode of the TV show is oh, 33 yes. minutes. Well, that, yeah, that's what I realized is I'm, I'm starting this and I'm going previously on Battlestar. Wait, wait, what? Right. Well, I realized <laughs> this 
that when I went back and re- when I had started watching that show back when it came out in 2004 or whatever, uh-huh. I never saw the miniseries. So I was oh, like, really? no wonder I was so confused the whole time. Oh, yeah. The miniseries starts it off so well. I, uh, I, I remember. Yeah. I still remember exactly watch. I, I remember exactly how it felt, hmm. who I was watching it with when it first came out in 04. I mean, we. I just remember after that first episode of the miniseries walking out going, wow. Yeah. They really nailed it. <laughs> and yep. That would be why I was so. so confused, but it is on Amazon Prime. So I am going to watch that finally, just so I can remember what was going on. And it would be fun to go back and rewatch that show because I don't, I mean, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I'm not even sure I saw every episode because again, this was back when Hulu was free. <laughs> I was watching episodes and then I would, you know, get busy and then the episodes would be gone. And I would miss episodes. So I kind of want to go back and rewatch it and get all the way through it this time. I did finish it, but it's worth it. Oh, I know it is. And it, and it holds up and it still holds up. And they kind of went the direction of uh, game of Thrones where the last season, especially the last half of the last season jumped the shark a bit, but overall it's, it's well worth watching. You're right about that. They have the supplemental episodes that, that aired uh, on like Gizmodo or something like, Oh, the Caprica. Yeah, that's right. But like there's the razor episodes that yes. aired on Gizmodo back in the day. And, yeah, that's and what I was there's a couple and there's at least one other side series that that You're right was, that sprung sprung off the main series that you could only watch online. I've seen razor, but I don't think I saw the other one. Okay. Interesting. Well, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to go through eventually at some point. All right. So you saw zombie land double tap. Yes. Give us a review. And you know, if you want to spoil it a little bit, that's fine. Uh, no, but- you no just, need. No. Okay. Non-spoilery yeah. review. Go for it. This will be short, folks. If you liked the original from 2009, can you believe it's been 10, 10 years? years already? Oh my gosh. I know. Wow. You'll probably like the sequel. It was a lot of continued character development from the original four characters. And then they added a few new fun ones uh, in. Leah Thompson. Remember Leah Thompson from Back yeah. to the Future and other 80s movies? Yeah, totally. Her, da- her daughter, Zoe, or if it's like Deschanel Zoe. I don't know how she pronounces oh, it. I think it's Zoe. I'm going to say Zoe Deutsch. Uh, Zoe Deutsch plays a very gratuitously ditzy blonde in Double Tap. <laughs> I didn't like her character because it was a little over the top. She was just too ditzy, too stereotypical, but she was fun. And dude, she was born the year I graduated high school. <laughs> uh, and she's in her mid 20s. Seriously. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. I'm an old nerd. You know, so. The novelty of the whole Zombieland thing's kind of worn off a little bit, but it was still really fun to watch. It was still a fun movie. And there's even, for all of you who have seen the first one, there's even a fun Bill Murray scene at the very end in the end credits. And you don't even have to stay long to see it. It's like within the first two minutes of the end credits, they go, hold up, and then they have this whole little Bill Murray scene where he's going on about Garfield three or something like that. <laughs> anyway, it was really funny. So, so yeah, the, the bottom line is if you like the first one, you're going to like the second one and it's, it's worth seeing. Nice. If, if that's your thing. So sweet. Yeah. All right. So Terminator dark fate, I want to do a non spoiler review as well, because I know you haven't seen it captain and also miss ice wants to see it and she's going to be on next week as of right now that's planned. And I know she that's wanted to talk about it. And so that said, there are actually quite a few things that we could talk about that I think would be a lot of fun. Some of them would involve, you know, time travel, quantum mechanics, theories, stuff like that, that actually 
and I'm not talking like super deep and scientific. I'm just saying there would be some fun things to discuss in regards to this movie and also the franchise in general that I think would be really fun, but we would have to spoil the movie and therefore you both would have to see it. So we'll, we'll save that for next week. I will plan on seeing it this weekend. Uh, I'll, I'll drag my mother-in-law to the theater to see it. My wife's working on the weekends, so she just likes to go to movies with me. So nice. She'll be completely lost, but she'll just have fun. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to share because there's not a lot I can share. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) so this is actually kind of funny. I'm not really, but it is, but the, um, the movie actually was cut short. So we're in the middle of the movie and we're at what I think was probably the final 15 to 30 minutes. I think, um, so the climax ish probably. (laughs) So if you go see it, it's a scene that they're on an airplane. They're on a C five. Okay. That's where it cut off for us. So if you go see the movie or you've seen the movie and you know, the scene with the C five, they're on the airplane. There's all this stuff going on, you know, kind of reminiscent of, you know, mission impossible and fast and the furious all in the big planes, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, you'll know where we ended and I'll be very curious to know what happens, but the movie ended. First of all, the lights go on and we're like, what did they, you know, did they mess something up? Then of course, all the Cinemark workers come running up the stairs and I'm like, Oh, what's going on there? I, I thought they were trying to turn the lights back off, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the movie stops and they say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we need you all to please leave the theater exit through this door. And I'm going, what is going on? So yeah, we stand what the up. What hell is going on? Yeah. I stand up. I turn around and the guy behind me. And of course we're in the giant, you know, um, IMAX screen size. So it's a big auditorium by the way. So he was a little ways back, but the guy behind me looked just I don't even really know. He looked terrible. He was pale white, like white as I've ever seen anyone look. Huh. Um, looked like a vampire slash ghost. So I'm thinking, oh crap, like, you know, here we go. We've got some crazy disease that's going to spread to all of us and we're all going to die. And that was your first thought because I'm a hypochondriac. So that's part of it. <laughs> uh, and I've seen too many stupid zombie. Th- that's why I hate zombie that, movies, man. They, they that freak made me the out episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Movies and TV shows like that, which is why I cannot watch Walking Dead is because I I fear that stuff. So that's my first thought. Well, then my second more rational thought kicks in and goes, he looks like he just overdosed. He did not look like a healthy person in general. Like his hair was super nappy and his face looked kind of weird and like he didn't have a shirt on, which was another thing that was kind of weird. Um, his, okay. his pants were all like kind of ripped and like had a hole in the crotch and he just like he was sitting there and I'm just like, whoa, hello. And I just thought this guy doesn't look like a healthy person to begin with. <laughs> he looks like a junkie. I mean, he really did. Like I've seen enough on. on so I'm thinking I think he I think he Wait, had an overdose. How did the theater personnel know that he was in trouble and to stop the movie theater? Did, did a friend of his, I think run out and go get everybody. Or the something, only thing or? that I can think of because I didn't know for sure was that three people came in and when I stood up to turn around, there were only two there. So my three assumption, people enter, two people, exactly. <laughs> two people remain. So my deductive assumption is that one of them left to go, you know, warn the staff why they didn't call 911 themselves. I don't understand because then the staff sure called 911. Well, no, the staff was, at, he was on oh. the phone with the sending okay. an ambulance over. So that was weird. 
So then I'm like, what's going on? We're having a medical emergency. We're really sorry, but we got to, anyway, I, my theory is it was a drug overdose of some kind. Well, we get out by the way, they, they apologize. And, and, you know, one of the guys that was in there was pissed off and, you know, left off. And yeah. huff. I'm like, dude, you know, yeah. if, if I were in a medical emergency, I would want them to do exactly what they did. So if don't be mad. I were having a heart attack. Yes. If I drug overdosed. No, it doesn't. Brian, well, no. You know what, though? No. How do we know for sure that that's what happened one way or the True. other? I would prefer that the Cinemark staff would do the exact same thing that they did for that guy. Regardless, yeah. they did the right thing. And who cares if our movie was cut short? We need to have a bit of a heart here, you know? So Fair enough. He was pissed off. Did they give whatever. you a refund? They gave us two movie passes each. Okay. So that all was right. nice. That's Not only good. did they give all us good. a refund, but they gave us an extra one. So that was nice. That's um, good. Anyway, it was fine. So, you know, we just, well, we didn't see the end of the movie. Don't know what happened, but um, we went out and, you know, the ambulance and fire truck arrived. We stood around and talked for a little while. I was kind of wondering, like, is there anything we need to be aware of? Is there any, I mean, if there was like a contagion, just in case, is there something we need to know? And well, obviously not because then the fire truck left and then the ambulance left slowly without its lights on. So I'm assuming it was just one of those either yes he had a heart attack he was young though it's not like he was an older older guy or whatever maybe he did maybe he had a heart attack maybe he had a seizure who knows maybe he had a drug overdose but either way seems like he got taken care of and they just kind of drove off and i'm thinking okay i think we're all right anyways cool story bro yeah that all said we um <laughs> didn't get to see the end of the movie so i don't know and everything there's your non-spoilery review everybody <laughs> <laughs> well hold on though I'm assuming I saw 80 to 85% of the movie. So yeah, let's talk about what I saw in a non-spoilers fashion. I actually enjoyed it. However, there's a lot of negative reviews out there. Now I don't agree with all of them. There are some that I feel like have a very valid point. I personally don't agree, but at the same time I can see where they're coming from and I cannot deny what they're saying. Mm. So there is something that happens, something very big that happens and I got to see it. So it's obviously in the earlier part of the movie. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that some are going to be okay with it and some are going to hate it passionately. I wonder which one I'm going to be. I'm not going to look at any reviews until I see the movie. Yeah, do not because they'll spoil it. Yeah, right. Um, And my question, which after you see it, you'll have to ask yourself this. Is it a good thing for the story or is it a bad thing for the story? Hmm. And again, there are reviews that are saying both. So I can see both sides and I can see why people, you know, are either upset or are okay with it. And it's fine either way. But mm-hmm. um, here's the thing. So first of all, this follows Terminator one and two. This ignores the fact that three through five were even made. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. If you've seen one and two, you're fine. You don't need to see three through five. Um, it takes place right after Terminator two, which is good. Right and, after. Well, with Yes. I mean, flashback and then, you know, going forward. So, yes, I'll tell you that okay. much. It, it okay. continues the storyline from that. Okay. Here's the thing I look at it, though, is that Terminator 1 technically didn't need Terminator 2, but Terminator 2 was really awesome. Yeah, it was. It was one of those sequels better than the first one, which and the first one was great, too. Like yeah. Alien and Aliens. In, in some ways. Yes, yes, absolutely. Terminator 2 didn't need 3, 4, 5 or even this one. But Terminator 6, in my opinion, had some really cool parts. So it's like, was this movie even needed? Not necessarily, but it was still interesting. I enjoyed it. I think everybody did a good job in the movie. 
If you enjoy the Terminator franchise, I think it's worth seeing. And I'm very curious to hear what people's opinions are, because again, I don't think there's a right or wrong for how you're going to react to this movie. Are you in the, I hate this camp or I love this or I'm okay with this camp. I'm just curious. There are a lot of things I want to talk about, but I probably can't get into it because it's going to spoil it, but I wait till next week. Yeah. And I thought the story was good and I thought it actually did make sense. And I thought that, you know, this little big thing that happens, I thought they did a good job with how the story continued. You know, you do get into time travel, quantum mechanics, all of those little fun things. And I think it would just be fun to talk about next week with spoilers because then you could actually see what happens now. Again, I don't know what happens at the end of the movie. And at this point, I'm not going to go back and rewatch it this soon. So whoever will let you know next week, please tell me what happens. I want to know. I don't care. I don't care about being spoiled at this point. We'll just see what happens. But if you like Terminator, it's worth seeing and making your own judgment. Yeah, it's kind of like don't zombie land double tap. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> you like the first one. You'll probably like this one. There you go. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. And uh, like I said, Miss Ice will be on next week. We're working on some, some new stuff, which I'm excited to share at some point. And um, when, when we're closer to it, I'll share it, but I'm excited. I really am. I'm having fun. And uh, I can't uh, wait. Yeah. We'd love to hear your opinion on Terminator Dark Fate if you've seen it. We'd love to hear your answers to those three questions that we had earlier in the episode. And I'll post those questions on the show notes, too. If you want to just like, wait, what was the question again? Go to the show notes. It will be realbryanshow.com slash 185. Go there, get the links, get the questions, everything. Because I want to know. I want to know what you had to say. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we're done, right? Like we can just wrap up and um, get out of here. Go play some Star Wars and, you know, we can deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I'm not sure I'd be the best choice as a cameraman on a mission to Mars reality TV show. Half the footage would end up being of my cat trying to cope with zero G. Of course, I'd smuggle my cat aboard. You know what the music means. Do I? Do I? Do Let's I? think about it for a little while. Negative. Let's get some really existential thought into this. What does the music mean, Brian? It means that you are a meat popsicle. I knew it. I knew it. All right. Hey, happy Friday. Have a glorious weekend. We'll see you in one week. And this is The Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.